was it bad? What was it like working with him, working with her? You'll hear all the tales you wish you knew. Every aspect of the theater too. Feel your love of Broadway anew. On backstage babble. Hi. This is Charles Kirsch, and welcome to Backstage Babble. Backstage Babble is a podcast interviewing professionals in the theater industry about themselves, their careers, and the people they've worked with along the way. Today, I could not be more honored to be joined by our guest, Josh Burgass. Josh is an Emmy-winning choreographer for NBC's Smash. His work has also been seen on Broadway and On the Town, Gigi and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Off-Broadway in Cagney and Sweet Charity, among others. He has also worked many times at City Center Encores, and he did the Pirates of Penzance at Barrington Stage. Josh, thank you for joining us. So let's start at the beginning. How did you first get interested in theater and dance? Um, I grew up at my mother's dance school. My mother started a dance studio when after I was born, and I started tap dancing. I had my first pair of tap shoes when I was three years old. And uh, so I basically kind of grew up there and um, started teaching there when I was a teenager. And mother was an actress when she was younger, so she was really into theater. So, uh, so that's how the theater aspect got it. Got, uh, I, I got the theater aspect as well. So who were some of your early inspirations, either dancers or choreographers? Um, well, definitely my mother. And um, as far as like, you know, choreographers, and I, I was really into the old MGM musicals. So lots of Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and Sid Charisse and uh, Hermes Pan and Michael Kidd, um, Jerome Robbins, you know, lots of West Side Story, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Oklahoma. Uh, I was just so, I, I was just loved that, that, that stuff. So that were my original inspirations. So how have you sort of drawn on their choreographic styles in your own work? You know, I think I have. Uh, lots of times when I, um, when I feel like I'm stuck, when I'm choreographing and I feel like I'm stuck, I'll go back and think about some of the things that um, I've seen as a kid or as an adult. Or sometimes I'll literally just go on YouTube and start, you know, Googling some of my favorite dances and just watching them and, and, and remembering, uh, you know, what, what I had learned when I saw them originally. And, and that inspires me and that, you know, kind of, kind of uh, gets me going again. Um, and I love the, you know, the, the styles, those, those uh, kind of old school styles. So I try to emulate them all. So one of the first shows you did, which was as an actor, was the tour of West Side Story. So how did you come to get that job? Uh, that's a funny story. Um, I was in New York on vacation with my mother and a friend of ours. And 
there was this audition and uh, my friend and my mother told me to go. They said, you know, this is West Side Story. I said, well, I, I won't, this was when I was a teenager. No, well, my early 20s. They, I said, why should I go? Because I'm not going to take the job because I'm, you know, I'm a teacher at your dance studio and, and um, I'm not going to leave. And they said, no, just go anyway. So I went and um, it was really cool because I was learning the original Jerome Robbins choreography by uh, being taught by Alan Johnson, who was in the original production of West Side Story. And um, so I, for me, it felt like I was taking a free dance class that was really just epic. And so I was not worried. I was not nervous. I didn't care about the job. So I was just having a blast. And so I, I, I made it and I got a call back. And the, so the next day I had to go back and I said, well, I'm not going to go back because I'm not going to take the job. And, and my mom again said, no, you have to go. So I said, fine. Okay. And it was great. Again, it was so fun. And I, I, I was not nervous where everybody else, you know, they're trying to get this job. And I, I, I wasn't trying to get a job. I was just taking a free class of Jerome Robbins choreography. And then I got a call back again and we were supposed to leave New York that day. And, um, my mom left me in New York <laughs> to go to the callback and same thing happened. I got, and I got the job. And I think, I think the, the lesson I learned was, you know, if you can go into an audition with no stress and no pressure and just be yourself and enjoy the process, enjoy the choreography or enjoy, you know, giving yourself up to the uh, creative team, then, then you have a much better chance of, of, of uh, being successful, you know, of booking that job. So, so uh, that's, that's kind of my takeaway from, from that experience, but that's, that's how I got it. And then I did go on that tour for two years. So later and now you're sort of on the other side of the table judging auditions. What do you feel like you sort of learned from being, from auditioning about how to judge auditions? Yeah, I try to get, I try to tell people to relax. I try to get them to relax because I want to know their personality. You know, I don't want to just see their efficiency in dancing or how well they sing or, you know, I, I want to know like, what are they like as a person and is that the, the personality that we need for our show? And is also, is that the personality that is that, I can work with, you know, because you want to work with people that, that you like and that, you know, are positive and really want to bring something to the table. They're, they're ready. They're, they're excited to be there and they're ready to work. You know, that's, that's what I try to encourage people to, uh, to, to, to show in, in an audition. So did you enjoy life on the road with West Side Story? I did. I had a great time. I had a great time. I made great friends and um, it was my first job and, and uh, I became, uh, I was playing Baby John and then I became the dance captain. And so then I, I uh, became close with Alan and became his assistant for many years after. And so I consider him one of my mentors. So throughout all this early acting career that you had and dancing career, did you always sort of have the choreographer's instinct? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I think I got my choreography instinct when I was uh, teaching at my mother's dance studio. Um, 
because I had to choreograph for the dance recitals and competitions and, you know, all these events we would do. And that's where I, I got uh, excited about choreography. So then when I came to New York, I went on that tour. And then after the tour, you know, I was auditioning and between, between uh, uh, you know, performing jobs, I would do choreography. And so I started out really small things, um, you know, benefits or fundraisers. And then, um, you know, slowly built up that, that uh, aspect of my career, that resume. So your first Broadway show was The Life. What was it like to sort of do that as your Broadway debut? Uh, it was really cool. I, it was it was different because I was a replacement. Like I replaced somebody who had left the show, so I didn't get to go through that whole process of you know rehearsing a show from the beginning. Um, so I was kind of you know taught what it is and put in. But I loved it. I really I loved the show. I loved you know I I was a featured dancer in there i had i had a solo and i and then i had a duet and um uh you know the people were wonderful yeah it was really cool it was a great experience so what was it like being a swing a swing tough job it's a tough job um you know, it's, it's, you know, on Friday night, you might be pl covering, playing one character and then Saturday matinee another and Saturday night a different one. Sometimes I would just forget who I was because I kept having to change. Um, but what was great was that it taught me how a show works, how like all the moving pieces and, you know, you, 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 when you're just playing one role, you're just concerned with your role and how it interacts with other people. But, you know, it's, it's a very narrow kind of uh, concern. Uh, and when you're a swing, you understand how everything is intertwined. Um, and so I think it was really helpful for me uh, in my choreography career to swing hairspray um yeah and 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 I, I made some great great uh friendships and and uh yeah it was it was but it, but it's also it's also a little scary swinging a show can be scary so what did you do in the times when you didn't get to go on when i didn't get to go on you uh either either you watch the show or you play video games or you read a book um you catch up on on phone calls to family um yeah it's you know every you could do whatever you want you just got to be ready to go at a moment sometimes somebody would get hurt you know in 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 the middle of the first act and then you know i have to get into costume very quickly and so you know you have to you have to be ready for that you have to you have to be able to to adapt very quickly. So how much rehearsal time did you actually get at the beginning? Well, you know, actually, um, uh, we, the swings of Hairspray in the original cast, uh, were 
or, or like there were three original first swings, the first three swings. We started at the beginning of rehearsal process. So we learned everything with the cast and we would, you know, pick a different character that we would follow each day in rehearsal. And then um, I had been given, I was the first one to go on, I think. And I had been given notice because somebody was taking a, uh, personal day um, for one of the cast members. And so I had been given like a two week notice. So I was able to like, just focus on that one person, you know, to make sure I knew that that track is what we call it. Uh, and then after that, you know, it was, you know, easier. Once you go on that first time, it's not as terrifying. And then after that, it's, it gets easier and easier. So now as a choreographer, how do you work with swings? Um, to be honest, I don't work with swings that much. Usually what it is, is, uh, my, my assistant or associate is the one who prepares the swings for, um, to go on, you know, because once I, once I create the show, then usually I'm, I'm off to the next project and either the dance captain or the associate, uh, works with the swings to prepare them to go on one there's one thing that um you know when we were out of town for hairspray uh before in seattle jerry mitchell who choreographed hairspray uh did this really nice thing where he invited the swings to his hotel and we had just had like a night of of hanging out and talking and and you know it was really cool and so so i i remember how much that meant to me as a as a young swing and uh, you know, because you're you're kind of on the sidelines until it's time to go on. So that that really meant a lot to me. So now every uh, production that I do, I make it a point to take my swings out for dinner after or after rehearsal one day to make sure that they know that that I know how important they are and that this show can't function without them. And even if you know, I'm focused during rehearsals on the cast because I feel like it, it made a difference for me. So I want to make sure that I can make that difference for them. So another show you did this time as a dance captain was the tryout of Thoroughly Modern Millie. So what was it like being out of town with that show in particular? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was um, interesting because I got injured on the first day of rehearsal. So I was, I was basically, I tore my hamstring really bad. So even though I was the dance captain, I was, um, and then I stayed and I stayed to, you know, to, cause I wanted to be in the show and I was the dance captain. And, um, so it was, it was hard. It was really hard, but, um, you know, it was such a great show and a really cool, uh, process and, and, um, uh, you know, I got to see Sutton Foster go, go on stage and play Millie for the first time. And, and um, you know, there's a lot, I've made a lot of great friends there. So could you tell from the beginning of the tryout that it was going to be the hit that it was? Um, no, not really. <laughs> not really, I didn't know. We didn't, you know, I think we all hoped, we all hoped, but you never know. You, you know, usually when I think something's good, it usually isn't a hit. And then when I think something's not great, then it's a hit. So that just goes to show you, I don't necessarily have the best, the best gauge. So what exactly did you do as a dance captain on that show and in general? 
I mean, you know, as a dance captain, uh, you, you basically, you notate the show. And then once the show starts running, um, and the choreographer leaves, you are in charge of maintaining the choreographer's uh, work, or the even also just the you know the director's work as well, the staging. So you you make sure that it, it it's maintained and it's it's as the director or choreographer wanted it to be, and and you also. Um, uh, you'll put new people in. So say somebody leaves the show, a new person comes in, you teach that new person the show and then put them into the show and then kind of coach them as they grow into their role. Um, yeah, yeah. And you run rehearsals, you, you'll run auditions sometimes too. Uh, it's a big responsibility, it really is. Um, I've done that. I've done it a couple of times, and uh, it, again, that was something that I learned a lot from. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. Uh, you have to still. You're in the show, so you're kind of wearing these two hats, and you have to figure out how to balance. You know, being a performer as well as being the you know management and the you know the caretaker. So doing that later sort of led to your job on Smash. So talk about how that happened. Yeah, kind of. Wow, good. You've done your research. <laughs> um, so Michael Mayer was the director of Millie, and that's how that's how uh, we met. And that was you know way back what like two thousand one, I think. And then um, I had been I had kind of transitioned from performer to choreographer, and I was choreographed. I choreographed a benefit for uh, NYU and Michael um, is an alum of NYU and so he was in the audience for the benefit and he reached out to me afterwards and uh, asked me to meet him at Starbucks and said you know I, I, I loved your work and I need to tell you that there is this uh, this new pilot for a TV show on NBC, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it just got greenlit and fast-tracked, you know, used all these big uh, TV words. And he says, I think you should choreograph it, but it's gonna be really hard because you, uh, nobody knows you. So I, I don't know, you know, I, we, we have to figure out how to get you this job. He said, if you, if you, um, if you do this, you have to, you have to be 100% available for like two, these two months. And luckily, I had nothing going on for those two months. So um, I, I said, yes, absolutely. And so Michael was, you know, he, he uh, got me that job, really. He, you know, he talked to all the other executive producers into it, including uh, Steven Spielberg. You know, I th he flew to Steven Spielberg's house in California and, and talked him into hiring me. And... Um, so I'm very thankful for that. And uh, yeah, so, it's, so it was that relationship that I first forged with Michael back in Thoroughly Modern Millie that came back around uh, to get me the job of choreographing for Smash. So during the period in between those two things, was there a specific moment when you said, I don't want to dance anymore, I only want to choreograph, or was it more of a transition? Uh, it was a, it was a slow transition. I was basically what was happening was I was I was doing both, 
and they they were conflicting um you uh, know so i was not able to do both I, they were you know could just just conflicting with each other and then my last my last performing job was um closing out the national tour of twyla tharp's moving out and i done i think i was on there for about 14 months maybe and it was a great great job great show to be in um as, as a dancer you know you it's so good to dance like that and to dance to that music and but it was it was really hard <laughs> really hard and it was um and i was getting older and so i decided you know what i think this is a good one to say this is you know i'm going to go out on this one i'm going to retire after this and so that's what i did i after after that tour closed i said yeah, i'm just going to focus on choreography and, uh, and that, that was the moment that that i decided just choreography so you were mentioning jerry mitchell earlier and twyla tharp what do you think you took in the choreographers that you actually worked with um well you know i'd like to think that everybody everybody taught me a little something different you know some people taught me how to be really specific and then some people taught me just the beauty of just movement some people taught me about storytelling and some people taught me about uh how how dance can be really emotional uh some people taught me how dance can be technical and some people taught me how dance can be pedestrian uh so so if every choreographer that i worked with i would notice something about them and say wow that's really interesting and and you know i you know that that's really cool i want to i want to do that and so i feel like i've been able to take a little piece of everybody i've worked with and put it into myself yeah so now going back to smash which we were talking about earlier on that show did you find you preferred choreographing numbers for bombshell or hit list or did you like both ah <laughs> wow that's a that's a tricky question um I mean, you know, when we go back to what I was talking about before, like loving the MGM musicals and things like that, I felt like Bombshell kind of was more of that style. And so I was certainly not only uncomfortable with that, but I really enjoyed it, you know, and I felt, uh, I felt yeah, I was really in my comfort zone. I was doing that. Um, and, and I'm such a huge fan of Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman's music. When they write a song, it, you know, it just makes me want to choreograph to it. Doesn't matter what song it is. Um, but that being said, you know, there was something cool about doing the hit list numbers because they were so different, you know, than, than the bombshell. So it was like, it was just a, a new feeling, a, a breath of, of, of not fresh air, but a different air, you know? And, and I got to work with different types of dancers because we were trying to create, you know, different types of numbers. So we, we, we cast different dancers than we would in the bombshell uh, numbers. Um, so it, it became, at first it was scary. I'll tell you, it was scary at first. 
And then it became really interesting and fun. So you were talking about working with Shaman and Whitman on that show, which you'd also done Hairspray, which was written by them. Were there any other people whose shows you'd done that you later got to collaborate with? Well, you know, when I was doing Hairspray, uh, you know, it was uh, Shaman and Whitman and Jerry Mitchell and uh, Jack O'Brien. And uh, I was, I was watch, I would watch them, you know, because I was an aspiring choreographer and I would watch them and watch how they were working together. And I thought it was so cool. And I, I loved their, their working relationship. And I thought, I always thought to myself, well, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could, you know, work with those people and, you know, to be in that, be in that huddle that they're in trying to figure out how to make this show. And then I think, oh, my first, I think, I guess my first chance would have been, it would, was Smash when I got to work with Mark and Scott. And I thought, oh, wow, now I'm really in, I'm, I'm, I'm in the group. And, but then we did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and I got to work with Mark and Scott and Jack who directed it. And I felt like I was really in the group. I was really in the group. Now I just got to get a, work with Jerry <laughs> um, and you know I, I actually uh, love Jerry and, and w really hope that we get to do something together um, but um, he you know he choreographs his own show so it might be hard to do um, anyway yeah so when when I did that when I when I did Charlie in the Chocolate Factory I felt like I had um, kind of attained a dream that I had you know, 15 years earlier, 20 years earlier. So it was really, uh, you know, a, a cool moment for me. So going back to Smash, there were a lot of different dance styles on that show. I know there was a Bollywood number, there were some jazz and hip hop numbers, and somewhere there wasn't very much movement at all. So were there some specific songs that you really liked choreographing? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I loved, you know, I always loved doing the Shaman Whitman songs, Let's Be Bad, National Pastime, uh, 20th Century Fox Mambo. Uh, um, and then there was a, a, I loved, I loved doing Voice in a Dream. I heard your voice in a dream, which was from the season two. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess those were probably my favorite. Those are my first you know favorites from from that show so was it odd for you to see on that show someone else sort of pretending to someone else sort of pretending to teach your choreography yeah um um it's yeah jack jack is an amazing amazing guy uh jack davenport who played the the choreographer um and i adore him so much uh, and the funny thing about Jack playing a choreographer is he was um, terrified of dance all around and, 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 you know, to his own admission, a terrible dancer. Um, so <laughs> I think we, you know, we gave him, uh, they, they, not we, they, they wrote a dance scene for him and it was, it was really hard. <laughs> And I don't think that, and then they never wrote him another scene where he had to dance. He would always say, Josh, run the number. 
Five, and, I, and then I would say five, six, seven, eight. So how was, how was choreographing different for TV? Uh, you know, for TV, when you choreograph, um, you uh, just really have to, I, I, at first, okay, so at first I choreographed as if I was choreographing for the stage, because that's what I knew. So I made sure like everything, the whole big picture, everything was perfect and polished. And then when they would film it, they only filmed, you know, certain things. And so then I was like, hmm, maybe what I, all I need to do is just really focus on the things that I think they're gonna film. So then I, I, I it made it so that I could just focus on the, you know, where I thought the camera was gonna be. And then what I would do is, then I learned to film it myself with my iPhone and I would just kind of like, so, that, so, so but, st but then when you go back to the stage, you realize, okay, you can't just do that. It can't just be like, what's there and what's there, what's there. It's gotta be the whole thing. Uh, and then the other thing that's different is, you know, you go into the editing room and you know, you can kind of do so much in the editing room. You can do so many angles. And if, you know, if something's not good, you don't use it. If something's great, you can use it. Uh, you can just change, change things around. You can even literally change the narrative of a number. Uh, so, so that's like that last step. And, and, and it's hard, it's difficult. It's, it's really difficult for someone, for an editor who hasn't done dance. Um, so the, uh, the, the cool thing was that the, the producers on Smash were really um, encouraging for me to talk with the editors and give notes on the edits. So to make sure that the numbers looked, you know, not, not, only, not only great, but, but what my, I had envisioned. So th that was a, um, a learning process for me and for the editors and um, a really, really positive experience that I had in that on that show. So it's been announced that you're going to be part of taking Smash to Broadway now. So how have you sort of thought about reimagining your choreography again for Broadway? Yeah, you know that's a really good question. Um, it, it yes, yeah, Smash is going to be going to Broadway, and there is there you know basically they're working on the story, the script, what it's going to be. So it's not going to be an exact version. It's not going to be bombshell and it's not going to be, uh, you know, a replica of the TV show, but it's going to be, you know, something similar. So what the, the, the writers are trying to figure out is what is that? So what is the story? And then I think what they'll figure out, they'll, they'll try to figure out is what numbers from the TV show will we use? And do we have to, you know, reinvent any numbers or new numbers or anything like that? Uh, so I think, uh, you know, once they figure all that out, then um, I'll know what I'll have to do. So up, up, like right now, I, I'm not really sure exactly what my, uh, what, what I'm going to have to do. So, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. Yeah, any you know, more Smash is good for me. I love it. Yeah. So going back to your stage work now, the first show you choreographed on Broadway was on the town, I believe. So there are a lot of long ballet sequences in that. So how much direction did you get from the script 
about what you had to do in that and how much did you sort of have to make it a plot? Uh, yeah, um, you know, there, there, there are some stage directions in the script. Uh, then, then also I did some research on um, some writings that Jerome Robbins did when he was creating On the Town. Um, and, you know, some of the things that he talked about when he was creating those ballets and what those ballets needed to be about. And he would make notes and things. And, and, and so, so I found these and, and uh, that helped me to understand, you know, because like you said, they're really long ballets and there's, you know, there might be, you know, very little stage directions. So, so what, do you, what, what are we supposed to do here? What story are we trying to tell? Uh, you know, and then, and, and to be honest, I got so much wonderful guidance from our director, John Rando, on, on what story we needed to tell and what these characters needed to go through. And, you know, it was, it, I think, I think, you know, what I was really proud of is at the end of, you know, once we opened, it wasn't just, you know, dance, but it was story driven and character driven and all the, you know, those those you got to know and understand the characters better at from from at the end of a dance which to me is like is is really important and and helps the audience you know uh you know sit through because if they sit through a, a 10 minute ballet but it has nothing to do with the story or character it's, it's hard for them you know they want they want to get back to the story so I felt like we were able to do that, you know, through, through the, you know, through John's help and, and then, you know, the research that, that we found on, uh, on Robin's creating the original. So how did you approach the challenge around the town, which is that in a few numbers, they're sort of supposed to be going all through the city. So how did you sort of paint that with your choreography? Um, uh, I, I mean, I guess, you know, it, I guess it goes back to just uh, trying to trying to create story and character and and make it about you know you know think what is this about? This is about Gaby. You know, what is Gaby trying to do? He's trying to find Ivy. Um, you know, what? Uh, so so that's what we gotta. That's what this this number has to be about. Um, you know, what is you know what does Ozzy have to? What is what is Ozzy trying to do? What is you know. We were just uh, trying to stay true to the character. The story in On the Town is pretty, you know, it's pretty thin. Um, but but as long as you just like stick with those characters, they're so lovable and they're so interesting and fun. And the, the music is beautiful. So I think it was it was just like, just stick stick to it. Don't, don't don't try to do anything anything. Don't try to re. We didn't try to reinvent it or anything like that. You know, it's just the music's beautiful. The the, the characters are lovable. Um, you know, just just trust that. That's that's basically what we did. So in terms of research, like you were talking about earlier, researching what Robbins had written, how did you sort of do broader research about the period and what dance looked like then? Um, I guess, you know, that's kind of more, I, I guess I have been researching that my entire life because that's kind of the, the style and the genre that I've been really into my, my whole life. You know, when you go back to like, you know, Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly and, and um, it was kind of my, my thing. So 
it was it was less researching that you know uh, I I kind of that was that's my uh, comfort zone like I was saying um, yeah it was, it's funny um, I guess I've been researching it my whole life so one question I want to ask you was there was some tapping on the town and one challenge with tap i think is to make it not just feet but something that can sort of reach the whole audience so how did you do that oh you know um i mean first of all like i said i started tapping when i was three so i mean it's kind of it's something that i'm pretty comfortable with um and you know be, being a you know big fred astaire and gene kelly fan also um you know the truth is that uh, it's not hard to make Tony Yazbek look good. You know, he's just, uh, you know, you, 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 ha you have to like work really hard to make him look bad. And so, uh, you know, having him tap dance, uh, you know, this, he kind of did this soft shoe. It was just, you know, really, really wonderful. It's kind of, you kind of just have to stay out of his way. So one move I noticed that you used in that show and also again in Any Get Your Gun at Encores was sort of having someone appear to finish a song but then come back on and do that a few times. So what is it that appeals to you about doing that? Oh, uh, wow, you saw Any Get Your Gun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, you know, I think that was actually, that was John Rando's idea to do that, uh, I mean, it was in the script to, to, to have the reprise. Um, and I think at one point we thought, um, what the show was long, like the, the, the first act of On the Town is really long, it's like an hour and a half. It's the same, same time as West Side Story, an hour and a half for the first act, 45 minutes for the second act. Um, and so we were trying to cut time out of the first act. And so we thought, well, maybe we shouldn't do the reprise for, um, for uh, I Can Cook Too. Right, that's what you're talking about, yeah. And um, but but we had Alicia Umfris, and we wanted to hear her sing, and we we were like, well, the audience wants to hear her sing too. You know, we have to do it. Let's just do it, and and you know, and the audience loved it, and she 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 brought down the house every night. She was just brilliant. So you choreographed another show in the same Broadway season, which was Gigi. So what was it like to sort of be handling two shows at the same time? Uh, it was it was crazy. It was it was uh, really challenging. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Uh, you know, I think ideally, you know, one one a season is is better. Uh, having two in in that year as a choreographer is uh, challenging. Luckily, they one was in the fall and the other one was in the following spring, so. But I, but basically, we did Gigi at the Kennedy Center, um, in and I think we went. We start we started rehearsing in December. We opened on the town in October, and then started rehearsing Gigi in December. Uh, so it was really, you know, really kind of like right on top of each other. It was it was challenging. Hmm. So Gigi was a cast, not speaking for the ensemble, but the principal cast was not as much dancers like On the Town was. So how did you sort of work with that and bring out everyone's inner dancer? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of what you kind of have to do as a choreographer is, you know, normally in most shows, the principles are not going to be the best dancers. Uh, you know, they're normally not cast because they're brilliant dancers. So, um, you know, you, you, you have to figure out how to tell the story, you know, with movement on each specific principle, each specific character uh so so it's kind of more uh it's more often than not that's what you're trying to figure out um you're trying to figure out you know how to work with somebody who's a non-dancer and 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 get them, to get them to feel comfortable and get them to be able to portray their character through movement as well um you know on the town is uh, the rare one of the rare times where you know the the principals are for the most part wonderful dancers so that's kind of it's it's uh it's a whole different thing and in 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 a way you know that makes it kind of easier and and more challenging because uh, it's not something that you get to do very often so do you prefer choreographing sort of the big production numbers like the night they invented champagne or some of the more subtle numbers Ah, good question. Um, I mean, you know, there's something wonderful about doing a, a big production number and super fun about, you know, having the entire cast on stage and all the principals and, and just making it a giant party. Uh, but then there's also something really satisfying about having just one you know just a smaller thing that's about character and about story and and very subtle and creating really subtle movement um and it's really it can be they both can be really satisfying so off broadway one of the next things you did was sweet charity where you had the daunting task of sort of re doing or remaking bob fossey's choreography so how did you sort of approach that yeah, yeah, that was well. You know, it it, it was. Um, let me let me see. We 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 just had a, a new concept. We were trying to do something really small, and uh, you know, small cast. Um, and and I wanted to do it so that it was uh, kind of right for for Sutton. Like it, it was basically you know Sutton Foster played Charity in that production. I wanted her to feel uh, comfortable and I wanted her to feel, and I wanted her to really shine. So it was kind of, a lot of it was more about what she brings to the table and highlighting that rather than trying to reinvent, uh, you know, Bob Fosse, which I could never do. And, and, you know, that his work is so amazing from, from that show that basically what I had to do is, is not, not try I, if i if i would have compared myself to that constantly daily in rehearsal i probably would have had a nervous breakdown so um i just thought about you know what we were trying to do our small version and what sutton does and how do we like just make her look as wonderful as she is so was it fun for you to be able to approach sort of the class the classic dance numbers like Big Spender? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, it was, um, it was daunting. It was daunting because, you know, I've 
I know big spenders so well, I've seen it so many times and I love it so much. Uh, you know, so trying to get the original out of my brain so that I could, we could figure out a new way to do it was challenging. But, um, you know, at the end, you know, the music is so good. The story's so good. It's so, you know, heart wrenching. Um, it was, it was great to, to visit that material like that. So at Barrington Stage, you worked on Pirates of Penzance. So that was not just a classic musical in the same way that On the Town is a classic musical, but a really, really old operetta. So how did you sort of approach that? Uh, I mean, it's such a it's such a funny story. It's so quirky and 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 different and and silly and zany. I, I think we've just tried to be as stupid as possible, to be honest. I literally tried to 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 choreograph uh, to make people laugh um, and to make people look silly and and zany and crazy and um, that's that's how I approached it. So, do you prefer doing shows like that that are sort of silly and zany, or shows that are more serious and plot based? Um. I, you know, I like both. Uh, there's, there's, it's a great time to go, you know, to do something that's really funny and, and it's like pirates, you know, or, or zany or, or, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, just something just be silly as possible. But then, you know, when you do something serious that really, really uh, affects people emotionally, uh, there's a, a real satisfaction to that, you know, to being a part of a show like that. So a place you've worked a lot is City Center. You worked on Superman and Little Me and I Married an Angel there. So when you're doing choreography there, how do you avoid sort of getting dwarfed by that giant stage and auditorium? Uh, I, I love it. I love City Center. I love doing choreography there. Um, you know, the... the the thing about uh, doing the encore shows is, is, first of all, you have very little time. You know, we only rehearse for maybe 10 days or two weeks most. Uh, so, so you're not, you're just focused on trying to get it done in time. So that's what you're, that's what you're thinking about. Um, and, and then, and then you also, even though the stage is really big, half of it is taken up by the orchestra. So, it's actually quite small once you start rehearsing on it and you realize I only have half this stage because the orchestra is on stage for all the encore shows. Um, so it's actually, uh, that makes it even more challenging because you have this big cast and you're trying to figure out how do I make them look great, but there's not barely enough room for all of them, let alone once they start dancing. So, Despite those challenges, what do you think it is that keeps you coming back to City Center? Um, you know, uh, I, I, I love the Encores program. Uh, you know, they do all these, these shows from long ago, which is kind of my thing. I love, you know, those old shows. And, uh, you know, the artistic director of Encores, Jack Fertel, uh, you know, he's, he is somebody who is very, um, dear to me, very close. And, uh, so he has, um, he's actually been kind of a mentor to me as well. 
and put his trust in me and, and, and hired me to do those shows as well as, you know, I've done a, a, a good handful of those with John Rando as well. Um, so, so any chance I get to work with them, uh, I usually say yes, no matter what, you know, uh, because they're, they're just really smart, talented people. And, and I know that I, I become a better uh, choreographer and a better artist when I can be working with them. So what was it like to replicate what George Balanchine and Vera Zorina did originally with I Married an Angel at Encores with your wife, Sarah Burns? Uh, yeah, it was so really cool. Um, you know, because my wife played the angel, so we got to work together. Um, it was an idea that, that Jack had um, many years ago. Jack Rutel had many years ago, and he came up to me and mentioned it and then and then for it was it took you know years for us to actually do it uh and um i we were really really lucky to have rob fisher be the musical director and conductor who is somebody that i have um, a bit of history with and we have a, a good friendship and so we really dived into the music and the original story and and what what you know the intentions were from you know Balanchine and 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 we felt that it was our responsibility to you know not, not reinvent this but to try and do it so what they did even though there's there's not really a record there's not, it's not like there's video of the choreography or anything like that but we wanted to make sure that we were kind of giving you know it was it was like um it was it was kind of like a a trip down you know trip down memory lane we just wanted to make sure that we were giving the audience a taste of what we thought the original production would have been like um and it was really fun it, you know we did tons of research and talked about it a lot and and uh we were really prepared for it and and then you know sarah was my wife was uh just wonderful in the role and it was her first speaking role you know she's a ballerina from new york city ballet and you know this was the first time that she was speaking on stage and she was really really nervous um but but i think she really triumphed and i was really proud of her so you mentioned that there's no videos of the original productions of these things so how do you sort of get your idea of what they might have been like you know what actually uh, not, n there actually was some video. There's like really, really short videos that we went, we went to the New York Public Library and we found like super, super short videos and lots of photos of, of the, the uh, original production. But, you know, it goes back to what is the story? What is the story they're trying to tell? You know, what happens in this long ballet? And there was stage directions and things like that. So... Basically, that's that's what we followed. We wanted to make sure we're, we were telling the story, and not our version of, uh, not not our story, but what was the what were the original creators trying to tell? So when you that one of the next shows you did was Smokey Joe's Cafe off Broadway, where you wore sort of a new hat, which was a director. So did you enjoy that, or do you prefer having sort of someone else to work with? Uh, you know. I like both. I tell you, um, you know, there's something really uh, interesting about being the director choreographer, where it's just it's solely my vision and um, you know what the, the 
you know, basically I'm in charge and I, it, it, whatever I want, I get to do it, you know, to a certain extent, but it's lonely because you don't have that other person uh, to say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, how can I do this better? Um, uh, and especially when, when you really, you know, work well with that other person, uh, it, it, that's a, a really wonderful relationship and something that as a director and choreographer, I do find myself uh, missing from time to time. So, you know, every once in a while, it's nice to do, you know, to, to, to be the director choreographer and, and to have the vision and see it through. Um, I, I really do also enjoy having uh, the colleague that I can share uh, the experience with. So you worked with Alicia Umfris again on that show. You mentioned you worked with her in On the Town. So are there some certain actors and dancers who you either have worked with a lot or would like to work with again? Um, well, I mean, you know, yeah, I, there are people, you know, like Christian Borle. We've done, uh, you know, the last thing we did was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And then before that, we did uh, Little Me. And then before that, we did Smash. And then we, around the same time, we did Smash. And then I'll tell you what, uh, what, that first West Side Story tour that I did, he was Riff and I was Baby John. So, so we met way back then. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's somebody that I've worked with a lot and, and love working with where I can. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Alicia is brilliant. I mean, you know, once you work with somebody and you, you, you realize how wonderful they are to work with and how talented they are and how well you work together, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you oftentimes you will try to, uh, work with them again, you know? Um, and then, and then sometimes you just, uh, see somebody on stage and say, I wish, I wish I could work with them. And then if you're lucky enough, you know, they come in and they all audition for you or maybe, you know, you can just make them an offer and say, Hey, will you be in this show? And if they say yes, then, you know, you're, you're just that lucky. Um, you know, uh, there's just so many talented people out there that it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really fun to, to, to work with somebody you already work with who you know is brilliant, or to work with somebody new. So how did you sort of approach the show differently, being a director and a choreographer, than just being a choreographer? Oh, um, well, I mean, you just have to, uh, you know, you have to, you have to wear both hats. You know, you have to make sure that all the, the, uh, the music and the acting and the and the design and everything is um, working, you know, is is beautiful. Not just the the steps and the staging, you know. When when I when I'm a choreographer, that's my main focus is the steps and the staging and the transitions and and the way you know that interacts with the set. Or you know, with other characters, but but that's really the focus. You know, when when I have to also direct, there's so many so many more things to think about and that I'm responsible for, and people rely on me. 
Yeah. So one thing I'm always curious about is how you've sort of land the job of being a choreographer on a show. Is it usually the director or the producer who asks you to do it? Or have you ever had to sort of put together some sort of presentation? Uh, yes, it is usually the director. Most times it's gonna be the director. Um, sometimes it's the producer. Uh, I have had to put together a presentation. Uh, and, um, you know, less often is it like your agent. Usually it's the contacts you have made or the work that you've already put out there that get you the work as a choreographer. It's, it's, that's really how it happens. So are there certain directors who've asked you to choreograph a lot or certain producers? Um, well, I work with John Rando a lot. Um, I've worked with Jack O'Brien a lot. And at least a, a few times, yeah. And, um, you know, usually uh, the, the relationships you make as a choreographer, um, uh, if, you, if, you, if you, you know, have a tight bond, you'll oftentimes uh, keep getting asked back you know, if, if the director likes working with you. Um, and, and sometimes even if the director doesn't, even if the director likes working with you, it doesn't mean that they will, they, they will ask you back. You're not, doesn't necessarily mean that you're right for every project that they do. So it's something that you have to just be okay with to understand that you're not, you know, just because you have one great experience with the director doesn't mean that you're going to do every project with them for the rest of, you know, the, your career. So the last show I want to ask you about that you did with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So that show was sort of less dance-based. Dance was maybe the second or third part of it next to the book and the score. So how did you sort of approach it differently since it wasn't like the focus of the show as much? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, there was not a lot of dance like there wasn't on the town, that's for sure. Um, but a lot, of, we had a lot of musical staging. So it was actually a lot of work. And, um, and then in the second act, you know, there were the Oompa Loompas and I had to choreograph the Oompa Loompas. And that was exhausting because, you know, it's this, uh, really really challenging thing of, of working with these these uh these puppets and and the cast who are not actual they were not puppeteers before they signed up for this show so we had to teach them how to be puppeteers and um uh it was it was very time consuming very challenging and and I thought you know choreographing for people was was hard, and I had to choreograph for puppets. <laughs> so that show was also more modern than on the town or Pirates of Penzance or any of the encore things. So what sort of different, even down to different steps, did you use? Uh, you know what was cool about that show is each of the the children, you know, the golden ticket winners had a background and their own style. Uh, so, um, you know, for Augustus, we had, uh, you know, Bavarian folk dancing. And, and then, you know, we had, we had some uh, 
kind of like uh, street styles and we had ballet and so each so so that was what was cool about that one for me is that each number had such a specific individual style uh, that it, it almost made it uh, almost made it a little easier because you you heard the song that was you know again Shaman Whitman brilliant. They wrote such great music for it. And so I would hear it and I could almost see the dance that should happen to it. So do you have different, a specific theater that you really like to work at on or off Broadway? Um, you know, I, I do really like the Neil Simon Theater because uh, we did Hairspray there and then we did Gigi there which I thought was really cool that I danced in that theater and then I got to choreograph in that theater. So I would say probably that's kind of my favorite one. And is there a show you'd like to revive either at Encores or on Broadway? Uh, yeah. I think I'd like to do, I'd like, I'd, I'd really like to do Man of La Mancha. I just love that music so much. Love, I love those songs. Yeah. I think that that might be off the top of my head. That might be my first choice right now. So during this quarantine, how have you sort of been keeping up with choreography and dance? Um, uh, you know, I have been teaching a lot, teaching via, you know, Zoom virtual classes. Um, classes for my classes, I choreograph um, a new routine for every class that, that I teach. Uh, so that's been uh, kind of helping me keep my choreography brain in shape. Um, and then I've been working, I did a project with my wife. We, we did a video project that we filmed here in the apartment. And then um, uh, we're just working on development of the projects that have been postponed. So working with the writers and, and producers and everybody and, and, and trying to just get them ready for when we're able to get into rehearsal again. So how do you sort of see a way for theater to come back? I, uh, I'm basically hoping for a vaccine. I'd love for us to get back to where we were. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want the audience to be socially distant because I feel like that changes their, their uh, energy. You know, I also, I want, don't want the um, actors to be socially distant. Um, I don't want dancers to be socially distant. You know, I think of a, a you know, a, a piece that I'm developing now called A Crossing and I feel, uh, you know, I've been thinking, how, how, is there a way to do it with, without people being close and, and I can't, I can't tell the story, you know, I can't tell that story without people being really close. So, uh, you know, I think, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm staying positive and I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to be able to get back to, to what we're doing, you know, hopefully soon, hopefully. So lastly, if you're allowed to talk about them, what sort of projects do you have lined up for after quarantine? Yeah, I, well, the, I just mentioned the, the A Crossing, which is a, a, a musical about migrants uh, crossing the border from Mexico, and, they, um, and it's told 
a lot through dance. There's no dialogue, it's dance and music. Uh, and we're doing that at Barrington Stage. And, um, and then there's um, a dance review uh, from the company American Dance Machine that is gonna be a bunch of great Broadway numbers from the past decades. Um, you mentioned Smash the Musical, which I'm very excited about. And then, um, yeah, I guess that, that basically those and a couple of- Yeah, those all sound great. Those all sound great. So thank you so much. Thank you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. And remember to come back on Friday when we are joined by Rita Gardner. Rita Gardner was in the original cast of The Fantastics and has appeared on Broadway numerous other times in Ben Franklin in Paris, The Wedding Singer, 1776, Pal Joey opposite Bob Fosse, and more. She also starred in the all-female I Remember Mama and has been seen on screen many times, including in Marcy X and Tracy Morgan's The Last OG. Thank you.